Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony's Take Podcast, episode 331. This is, wait, how does he say it? How does he say it? It doesn't matter. We're going through. Uh, that was Tony speaking, and uh, I'm Andy, and uh, it's just us today. Yeah, this is uh, this is Tony. We do not have Sean. Uh, whenever we don't have Sean, we just, there's something about just Andy and I together that we just completely butcher the the intro, but uh, you know, this is episode 331 Sports with off-road Andy and Tony Katz, and here we are without uh, without Sean tonight, but uh, he had some uh, other stuff he had to do. I mean, it was a holiday week, so that's why we're coming at you guys a little bit later in the week, and uh, I guess uh, we should just, you know, we'll talk about our, our 4th of July in the entertainment podcast, but for now, uh, I think we're going to talk about some NBA because there was a, a lot of action since we last talked to you guys. Uh, there's been some uh, a lot of free agents. Uh, a lot of signings. Summer league has begun, so uh, let's uh, let's get into it. What are some of the big uh, the big signings that have happened so far since we last uh, talked to the people? Yeah, pretty much all the big free agents are signed. Um, this free agency season's fun, but it, it's quick. Um, the agents have deals ready, but when the deadline, you know, whenever we hit the not the deadline, whatever the the opening period, um, and yeah, there were there are even rumors like so. Fred Van Vliet, he's the guy who got the most money. Um, Per year, um, that deal people knew about already. Like they didn't know the, the, the details, but they knew the Rockets were going to sign him. So, um, yeah, he's leaving the Raptors for the Rockets. Mm. Three years, one hundred thirty million. That's forty three million per year. Who was the Rockets draft pick this year? Uh, Amen Thompson. That's what I thought. So I mean, they got that guy. They got Van Vliet. There's going to be another signing here. We're going to get to in a little bit. They got a young team. They got the old coach of the Celtics. I mean. Well, the fact that 10 teams get to go to like, you know, a chance at the playoffs now. I mean, the Rockets could go from the second to worst record in the NBA to, uh, or in the Western Conference to uh, maybe a nine, eight seed, you know, seven seed. I mean, you never know. I saw they, they could lose their, their, their first round pick is only top five protected. So they actually are trying to win some games this year. Oh, no. I mean, and, you, you signed Van yeah. Vliet, you get a new coach. I mean, they, they, you are trying talent. to win games. If, uh, Jabari they Smith do. Come, gets a little bit better. Um, Who's the a, other guy they have? Like Green or something? Yeah, Jalen Green was the pick from a couple years ago. What team? Where, where did he go to college? Or where was he, was he at? A, he was a straight to the NBA. From like a, he went to like a prep school thing or something. And who was the, where did the other guy you just said went to? Auburn. Smith? Auburn. Auburn, okay. yeah. Um, they, they busted in the NBA tournament, but they were a one or two seed that year. Oh, that's right. Um, but yeah, it's a ton of money, especially when you look at the, the other guys on this list. Like, is Van Vliet a better player than them? He's not an all-star, but he's a pretty good player. He's been in the playoffs a lot, won a championship. Um, I think he's just a good, like, teammate. That's one of the reasons they gave him a bunch of money. Um, the guy below him, a much better player, Hall of Famer, but not as good of a teammate, uh, maybe. Uh, Kyrie Irving re-signing with Dallas, three years, $126 million. So he's getting almost the same deal as Van Vliet, but $4 million less. And like I said, Kyrie Irving's a Hall of Famer. Whatever you want to think about him, he's a Hall of Famer. Van Vliet is not. He's also a – well, actually, I guess Van Vliet's also a champion, but – Yeah. Um, and, I mean, Kyrie is a champion almost 10 years ago. Um, I, it still matters. He did hit a game-winning shot in the NBA Finals in Game 7. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't ever take that away from him. Uh, but you, there's a lot of things that uh, also stick with Kyrie, uh, having to do with uh, the it's world mostly being off, flat. Yeah, mostly <laughs> off the court stuff. The world being flat, his his hot take on vaccines and stuff. But it's I mean that's that's fine. Yeah. I mean the guy's got his opinions, and you can't you can't hate that. I mean that's we're in America, baby. You can you got to say what you want to say. I think the issue here is with Kyrie and Luca together. That was not like a great team. So you're committing to that here. So that's what I'm thinking, though, is I, I was saying that I also think like when a superstar joins another superstar midway through the season, I think it is tough. So I think their goal this summer should be work together and figure it out and figure out what works, because that can be a very nasty duo if they can play well together. But they have to play well together. I mean, that's just what it comes down to. But it, it could be very dangerous. The West is honestly it's stacked because we're looking at these bottom teams that. They have potential. They have potential. I'm not going to say they're getting better yet because we don't know what what Wembenyana can do. We don't know if these guys for the Rockets are going to mesh. But, I mean, it's got potential to be to be yep. stacked. Chet coming back. Exactly. And he the already had be, you know, he had a good like first yeah, summer league game, I believe. That team could be pretty good, too. They, they um, were good last year, for yeah. and no one thought they would be. So you have to. And, you know, I know at the podcast here, we are big SGA fans. Okay. We do like say, <laughs> Shea Gilgis-Alexander, our sweet Canadian boy, yeah. which was the name of one of our episodes. Maybe like 150 episodes yeah. ago, but 
you know, it's, yeah. it's good. Yeah, I don't know. I think the Mavericks are kind of stuck. This is what they had to do. And it, it, they're lucky it's not like they don't they didn't have to give them a five-year deal or anything. Uh, the next biggest one here, Chris Middleton, three years, $102 million. He opted out, I think, of a larger per dollar or per year contract to get this uh, extra couple of years. Uh, Middleton didn't have a great season last year, but he's a big part of what they do. If they want to compete again, they need him playing and healthy. So he just kind of like, hey, I'll take a little more extra money um, or extra years here. Um, yeah, I'm doing these in order of money per year. Mm-hmm. Um, so actually the fourth year is actually the highest dollar uh, contract total. Which is random. And you would have never guessed this. Yeah. Uh, some people are pretty upset about this one. Jeremy Grant staying with Portland five years. Taking a lot of money from the Portland payroll, I feel like. for Yeah. I mean, he's solid, but is he is he five years, $160 million solid? Honestly, probably I think, not. I think $32 million a year is fair for what he does, but is that going to be fair five years from now? I don't think he's that old, but... Um, you know, players players like him who aren't elite talents can can regress pretty quickly. Um, the other part of that is we'll talk about Damian Lillard later, but um, yeah. that, that makes it a huge part of that question. Um, Cam Johnson, part of the Kevin Durant deal, four years, $108 million to stay with the Nets. That seems like a crazy amount of money for a, a good role player. Um, it's just, yeah, it's like you look at some of the guys below this, like he's not better than them. Um, but maybe it's just he's contributes to winning more. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sure. But um, again, the Nets needed to just retain him because they traded for him. I think that was their logic there. Uh, Kyle Kuzma staying with the Wizards four years, 102 million. Um, the other thing here that's that's notable: not very many players switch teams. Most of the guys on this list stayed home. Um, Van Vliet was was the big one. There's a couple other ones we'll get to, but for the most part, people stayed home. So. Um, the next couple included Draymond Green staying with the Warriors, four years, $100 million. Uh, Brooke Lopez staying with the Bucks, two years, $48 million. So nice chunk of change for Brooke Lopez at the end of his career. Uh, they also yeah, brought his brother in today. Not bad at all. So um, that's nice for him. Um, Bruce Brown leaving the Nuggets for the Pacers, two years, $45 million. He's getting that money because he was uh, kind of like – I don't think he made that much last year with the Nuggets, like $5 million. When we talked about how he was uh, probably going to be – off the Nuggets because we did mention the Nuggets <clears throat> last week on the podcast, and they uh, we talked about how Bruce Brown probably wouldn't be there next year, and he's joining the Pacers. Which Pacers are just an interesting team. I feel like I don't know. They've got like some decent guys, and I feel yeah. like you hear their name a lot, but it's like, are they a good team? I don't know. I mean, they'll probably be better. I mean, in the East, you can, I mean you can have forty like thirty five wins and be a playoff team probably. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the Lakers were were trying to get Bruce Brown. At the end, uh, he just got a little bit better offer from the Pacers. Um, and when I say a little bit, actually probably significantly more. Yeah. Um, but the Lakers did make a good offer, I think. Um, the Lakers have had a – they've had a solid uh, – Yeah, I got some of the Lakers signings on there as well. Uh, but, yeah, next up, uh, Dylan Brooks going to the Rockets, four years, $80 million. This was a big surprise to some people on the internet because there's so many jokes about – Dylan Brooks won't even make the NBA next year because he hum- humiliated himself. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, someone will pick him up. Yeah, I did he's not, a solid player. I did not think and, this. But here's the thing, though. I, I didn't think this either, but think about it. He goes on a team that's not that great, but he's got a good coach. And maybe it's the coach that can actually be like, hey, man, like, look what just happened to you. We're not going to have that here in Houston. And he's also going to be a little bit older than – because this team's young. So he'll be a little bit older than them, but he's got Van Vliet, who's older than him. So, I mean, it could work out. You know what I mean? Like – you know, I'm glad to see him still in the NBA because he is the fun little villain. You know what I mean? Like, I know a lot of people have stuff to say, but it's like, you know, people like a comeback story. Maybe he yeah. actually will get it together and you can see a different side of him and he can help the Rockets win some games. Uh, then we the got- Ro- actually, let me just tell you, too. If the Rockets brought back those jerseys that they had when Steve Francis was on the team, they would actually win a lot more games. Okay, and Hakeem yeah. Elijah won. Those, like, those were good. With the I liked those Rockets jerseys. Those the Rockets little- jerseys, the old Mavericks, I mean, the old Magic jerseys and the old... Uh, like 76ers jerseys. I like those the jerseys. The Pistons with the horse. I like that too. I like it a lot better than what they got now. What does it just say? Like Detroit? How about, didn't the Hornets have a Hornet with the sunglasses on? Yeah, that was good. The Hornets used to have a badass court too. <laughs> um, all right. Next up, uh, still more guys staying home. Jakob Pertl staying with the Raptors. Same contract as Brooks. Four years, $80 million. Uh, Vucevic staying with the Bulls. Three years, $60 million. Um, That one was a surprise. Like, people thought the Bulls were ready to kind of give it up on this team. They're they're an eight seed at best, but uh they're 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 keeping him. 
Uh, this one was really surprising to me. D'Angelo Russell staying with the Lakers two years, 37 I'm okay million. with it. I'm okay with it. Because it seemed like they were ready to move on. They signed another player that might be in his taking his position. Um, but the end, they're like, we don't want to lose him. We'll keep him around. Um, so, yeah. You, you said you're okay with it. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. it gives them depth. Their bench has some depth now. I mean, there was... They've had a, a pretty well. They've had a pretty solid, uh, a pretty solid um, little off season here because they they yeah. haven't gone after any superstars, but they've added they've added to their bench. They you know they they've they, given they themselves had a lot of depth. free agents and they didn't really lose too many of them. But um, there's one that we'll get to. Uh, Harrison Barnes staying with the Kings three years fifty four million. Not too much of a surprise there. Hachimura staying with the Lakers three years fifty one million. I think it's an overpay. I think the guy. Turned it on for two playoff just, series. But I think that's what you'd like to see, though, because the guys that can come up in the playoffs. We'll see. We'll he, see the last. Yeah. I think he's got potential. He was good in Gonzaga yeah. years ago. Prove I mean, me wrong. Prove yeah, me wrong, we'll really. see. Yeah. I mean, Lakers see something they like. You know, you just yeah. got to go with it. Um, next up, Karis Levert staying with Cleveland. Two years, $32 million. I don't. That doesn't mean much to me. Max Struess going to Cleveland, leaving the Heat. Four years, $63 million. That's a lot of money for a guy who was undrafted in, uh, just a couple years ago. Um, now here's the steal of the of the year, um, and I do want to talk about this one. Austin Reeves staying with the Lakers four years, fifty six million. Uh, I'm sure you're pretty happy about that one. Yeah. So here's I thought here's he was gonna get a lot more than that. Yeah. Here's what's crazy about this is the Lakers basically made it known we'll match any offer. He was a restricted free agent. He was an undrafted player, which meant he was able to be a free agent after only two years. Um, usually players aren't going to get big contracts after two years, but he had shown himself in the playoffs. And I think the max someone could offer him was four years, $100 million, And people thought someone might do it. Um, but the way restricted free agent works is you can sign with another team, but the original team gets to match it. So Lakers said, we'll yeah. match anything. And you you can wait to match it. And especially because free agency technically doesn't start, I think, till tomorrow. You can't actually sign contracts, but you can agree to contracts. So if any team gave Reeves a contract, the Lakers could still wait until like this Friday to match it. But at the meantime, that team would be locked out from signing other players. So teams didn't want to do that. Um, so the end, no one gave Reeves an offer and he ended up signing this deal with the Lakers, which I think is significantly less than he, what he would have got straight up on the open market. Um, so he's getting significantly less than, than Rui, which is, I think, the Lakers – Value Reeves more than than Rui, um, getting less than Dylan Brooks. It's better than Dylan Brooks or Bruce Brown or any of those guys. Um, uh, yeah, Brooks Lopez. Mm-hmm. Or not? Yeah, I mean maybe Kyle I mean, Kuzma it, for sure. Yeah, I mean it's really hard to compare him to Brooks. It just Lopez depends what team you're on. That's true. But like, okay, Kuzma though is a similar position. Yeah. Um, so I think yeah, the Lakers got a steal. I do think I think Reeves' contract does have an option after the third year that he can go and then re-sign for a bigger deal. Um, yeah, I think it's a, a steal for the Lakers, but they weren't ever going to lose them, and they could, if they had to, they still had the financial flexibility to match um, if he did sign a bigger deal. Um, now, here's where the Lakers did lose someone. Dennis Schroeder to the Raptors, two years, $26 million. Um, I think that hurts, and I think it, it hurts him personally because <laughs> that was his second stint with the Lakers. He had a, had a yeah, uneven, he, he, he had an he, uneven he, first year with the yeah, Lakers he left. Up, yeah. And then, he, he declined a lot of money and then got ended up getting a lot less because mm-hmm. he got like hurt or something happened. I forget. So he came back. And I think he was pretty big for him this year, and he's getting a nice little contract. Um, but yeah, the Lakers are going a different direction, which we'll get to pretty I'm, soon. I'm okay without Schroeder. I mean, I like yeah. Schroeder, but I, I we don't need him. He's he's the best one that they lost. They also lost Troy Brown and uh, Lonnie Walker. Yeah, oh, Lonnie Walker was great. Where did Lonnie Walker go? Oh, I forgot, but it was only a, like a year, six million or something. Um, so I didn't even That's put it okay. on the list. I'll take, I'll take the next guy coming yeah. up that we're going to talk about. But uh, Dante DiVincenzo leaving the Warriors for the Knicks. Uh, everyone knew the Warriors were going to keep him because they're so far over the luxury tax line. Um, he's getting four years, $50 million. That's a, That's nice for an uh, eighth man. Lonnie Walker went to the Nets. The Nets, okay. Which feels like a place for yeah, Lonnie Walker. Get some play there. Um, yeah, here's the other Lakers big sign. Gabe Vincent. Yes, I like of, it. Uh, the Miami Heat, three years, $33 million. So that's NBA second, Finals experience just now? Yeah, that's the second big Heat role player that's that's left there. Um, yeah, he, he had some really good moments for the Heat in the playoffs. And I don't know if he's projected as a starter or not with Russell there. I don't think he is. I think he so is predicted to come off their bench. He'll, he'll be the leader of the fine. bench unit. Six-man award. Yeah. <clears throat> but I think uh, yeah, Lakers fans are excited about that one. Um, and then I got a couple more here. Mo Wagner, former Laker, 
staying with uh, his brother there in Orlando. Um, there was a time where Mo Wagner was just like free. Anyone could have had him, and he's getting eight million a year. So that's good for him. Um, and then What's the his brother's one. name again? Franz. No boy. <laughs> yep. And then uh, the last one I have on here, Russell Westbrook staying with the Clippers. Two years, $7.8 million. Uh, that's the maximum amount the Clippers could pay him. I think I saw this is the biggest decline in salary ever in the history of the NBA. Russell yeah, Westbrook made $50 bad. million dollars last year, <laughs> and he's going to make $4 million this year. So we thank you for your service, Russell. <laughs> yeah. I hope you sell a lot of cars at your dealerships. Um, but, yeah, he's staying, he's staying home. I said that. Um, I think he'd like to open the stadium next year because – I looked it up. He went to high school two miles away from the new stadium. So that's that's really cool. I, this he, this he, is he, clearly he does, a contract where he's like, I'm on a good team, and I yeah. want to just be in Southern California. I've made enough money where I don't need another $40 million, and no one's going to offer him that. So it's like, I think he's at the point where he doesn't want to get $8 million more a year and play for a team like Detroit or something. You know what I mean? Like, I think he's content with, yeah. I'm in Southern California. This is where I grew up. This is where I lived. This is where I went to college. I'm on a decent, I'm on a pretty solid team, a team that can compete, especially when they're healthy. Give me 4 million a year. I've already got, you know, 300 million in the bank. Like what more do I need? So I agree with that. That's just being happy. Yeah. Not being greedy. Yeah. And I mean, the guy's made a ton of money. He doesn't, yeah, he doesn't yeah. really yeah, need no, it. But, he doesn't. Um, uh, which story do you want to do next year? Uh, Let's just, since we're on the NBA players, we can start okay, with the Lillard and Harden. So Damian Lillard did demand a trade. And he, I think he will be traded. And I, I know the team that they're talking about the most are the Heat. But I know the other team he said he would be okay with playing for was the Clippers. And there was another team, too, that I can't think of right now at the yeah. moment. But there was three teams he said he wanted to go to. But the Heat just seemed to be, like, the favorite to go to. And uh, So he had said the Heat is who he wants to go to. And the Blazers had come out and said, we don't have to trade you to where you want to go. That's so a good we're going to try to get our, the best deal it's going to be, what, yeah, what helps for them. And that's how they should do it. Like, mm-hmm. you can't I – mean, it's a business for the Blazers. they got to think in the future. And the Blazers are a young team. They have Scoot Henderson. They've got a few other guys. And, I mean, they're going to want to be like, hey, we're going to trade Lillard to a team that we can get a couple assets back and actually be like, hey, maybe we can compete this year, especially if Scoot ends up being as good as he possibly can be. But uh, we'll see. But I haven't heard. Where's, uh, where do they say Harden's going to possibly go? Have they uh, Clippers. Clippers? We'll, we'll talk about it. I okay. want to say a thing about the Lillard possible trade. Uh, the Heat are offering up Tyler Hero and some picks. Which I, is just, I saw Duncan Robinson too, right? Yeah, but that's for money reasons more than – I mean, it's nothing. That's no, I, don't, I don't like Tyler Hero. I don't like that the Heat made the, the finals after he got hurt. I don't like that as a sign for him. It's uh, a good point. He, he's, he's good. He can score, but he also can be shut <laughs> down, and he doesn't provide defense or much else. So I, Tyler Hero's best year was the bubble. And it was after yeah. a long break, and that was a weird year. That was a spooky year, you know what I mean? Like, you can't really, yep. like, judge it off that because I think some people, it was a weird time, and I think some people practiced really hard and did some good stuff, and then some people just didn't. I mean, like, the guys I always talk about, even the Lakers won it that year, the guys that were, like, dominated the bubble the most were, like, Tyler Hero and TJ Warren. I mean, where's TJ Warren now? I mean, I know he's playing somewhere, but it's like he's not what he was that year when he was dominating in the bubble. So, yeah, no, I agree. Tyler Hero is replaceable, and he's not going to go to a team and make a difference, I don't think. No, you didn't want – Portland doesn't want him to be the centerpiece, and that was the uh, the story is that if, if that trade does happen, it will involve a third team, and Hero will go to that team, and mm. Portland will get more Whoever picks their star player is or something. Um, yeah, and then on the Harden mm. side, so Harden was set to be a free agent this year. A lot of rumors about him coming back to Houston, but Houston spent a lot of money, and other players made it known that they weren't going to get Harden. So Harden – Opted in to his final year with uh, Philly, but said he would like to be traded. And the place that seems the most logical is the Clippers. So another guy returning back home. Harden is from here. He's actually from not Orange County, but very close to Orange County, just just across the border, um, if you want to think of it that way. Um, but Where, also, where's hey, that at? He went to Artesia, so I think it's Lakewood. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, go to, go to Knott's Berry Farm, and then go a little further west, and you'll you'll, you'll get there. But uh, um, the offer that the Clippers would have out there was basically the same thing or similar to what they were going to trade for Malcolm Brogdon, but uh, Morris and Norm Powell. So Morris is a nothing; he's just money. He's an expiring contract. Um, but Powell is a nice player. Uh, led led all six men in scoring last year. Um, he can help a Philly team. He's not as good as James Harden, but
But if Harden is out and doesn't want to play for you, I think Powell is, is a nice player to have. He's on a reasonable contract. Um, and he's also signed for the next few years. Uh, so that seems to be the logical thing. But I think what's, what's holding up is Philly is not going to make that deal. They want something more. Um, they would like Terrence Mann or some extra first-round picks. The Clippers don't have any picks to trade. I don't think they're going to give up Terrence Mann because I think the fans would hate it because that's kind of he's kind of a fan favorite. Um, but yeah, it's a stalemate now. So I think Harden wants to go to the Clippers. The Clippers have the Lillard option as well. And it, so it all needs to shake out. And what would be kind of funny too is it, I mean the Westbrook Harden. It would yeah it re, would be uh, like you know time, reunited for third the time F. with them. It would also be. Um, Four Southern California guys on their team. Four Southern California superstars. Is, that, is Paul, Paul George from Southern California? Yeah, but they're all from – none of them are from like Beverly Hills. Paul George is from Palmdale, which is oh, desert. Palmdale. Yeah. And then you got Kawhi from Moreno Valley, more desert. Jeez. Oh, we have a yeah. train station that we supervise in uh, Moreno yeah. Valley. Yeah, Moreno Valley. He really is from Moreno Valley? Yeah, but then he went to high Holy school shit. in Riverside, so a little closer. But yeah, it's still – Southern California, but not like Damn. you know no, no, the I city. Know. I, I know this. I know those areas yeah. very well. We have a lot of train stations that we um, maintain. But I think it would be neat if they open the new stadium. Like, hey, we got all these guys. Um, it's funny. Bring it to like, Mar DeRozan. Too. I feel like did they like not tribute him out there in Moreno Valley? Because I know like with I we do a, a HOA in a, a like Mission Viejo area. So it's like El Toro Road. There's a little parkway that is now named like Nolan Arenado. <laughs> way or something like that so it's like i'm just kind of curious like i'm surprised that there's no tributes to quiet leonard out there maybe there is and i just don't know yeah there's probably something but i mean he also he has like multiple homes you know he san diego is kind of his home yeah. but he also is now in la too and it's like he went to school in riverside so yeah he's not he's not got like one hometown i guess um but yeah we have one more nba story and i'm sad sean's not to hear here to talk <laughs> about it uh it's a, it's a big deal um, so ESPN laid off a bunch of people. Yeah, they did, including Jeff Van Gundy, <laughs> their their lead analyst. Um, not surprised with Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson so got fired. Also, Mark Jackson's fine. Laid off. He's not. Oh, he's not. So he's still there. Which I do is, like Mark Jackson more than Van Gundy. I don't think Mark Jackson works without Van Gundy. I think I Van agree Gundy with that actually too because lends the, him he, some credibility. Van Gundy coached Mark Jackson right yeah, on those can, Knicks teams. They can always do the stories. So it's very interesting because. There's a lot of reasons this might may have happened. Van Gundy probably made more money. And the whole reason this is about cutting costs. Um, this has just been a whole thing about every company, every big company is doing these layoffs. But Disney in total has been doing all these layoffs. They laid off people from like National Geographic and laying <laughs> off people from Marvel and all this stuff. So all their divisions are having layoffs. Um, Van Gundy's probably a guy they can cut because it's a three-man team. You don't need a three-man team. Uh, so he's got Mark Jackson and Mark Breen, right? I mean, yeah, that's what I'm, you need. I'm, I'm not sure if that's what they're going to go with or if they're going to go – they are going to do still a three-man team but just someone cheaper. Matt um, Barnes or something like that? Get the three-headed – I think they'd do one. another coach if they're going to do that. Um, but, yeah, that's the other thing is Van Gundy hasn't coached in almost 20 years. And maybe He's always been to, rumored to come back to coach, yeah, right? Maybe you'd want someone who's been with the game a little more recent. Um, but then I thought like, hey, John Madden was the best of all time and he hadn't been a coach in almost like 40 years. When he what network does his, does his brother – Commentate on TNT. Okay. So, yeah, the other thing is the NBA does not like the Van Gundys because <laughs> what do you think of Jeff Van Gundy and his commentary is rarely about like the players and their talent. It's mostly about NBA behind the scenes refereeing and other stuff, um, rules. Yeah, no, they do. They are very opinionated. It's very, very critical. And um, I guess it's been known that the NBA doesn't like. The Van Gundy is doing this, and if ESPN's like, well, we want to yeah, please our partners. Power. I fucking uh, hate ESPN, but well, we want to please our partners in the NBA, and we'll just get rid of them. Um, but yeah, I, I like him, but I know he's very controversial. Sean hates him. He does go too long where he's doing like a comedy set versus talking about <laughs> the actual game. Yeah, I don't know how much I like Van Gundy. I think I more so just don't like the way he looks, but <laughs> I also just hate ESPN, so good for him for like getting to leave ESPN. I guess him. He'll find something, whether it's yeah. coaching or you know what he should do. They're commentating. He should go coach college basketball. Yeah, that he would, definitely could fun. coach like a like a like a Rutgers or something. You know, like yeah. New York or something like that. You know, like a team that a program that's got potential but isn't there yet. Georgetown, like stuff like that. Because Patrick Ewing, I know, was oh, fired, yeah. but I don't know who their coach is now. Well, he'd probably be pretty loyal, or even like a Villanova or something. I know Villanova had an awful year. We actually yeah. just talked about that when uh, without Jay Wright. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, and also the other notables that I know were laid off was uh, Jalen Rose and um, the guy that, oh, God. The, Susie Colbert, who's been the, there for the white dude, 30 though. years. The white dude. I know. That's tough. But, I mean, <laughs> he does, like, the boxing. Kellerman. Max yeah, Kellerman. and he does the, like, debate show in the morning, yeah. I didn't know Susie Colbert got laid off. That's a bummer because I always like seeing her on Monday Night Football. She was always good down there at the at the bottom. Yeah, but you know what the thing with that is? It's years. out with the. It's you know you get, you want new faces. You want pretty prettier younger faces. I'm sorry, that's just how it goes. Well, I think that's our uh, basketball chatter, which was for the off season. That was a lot of basketball chat. Yeah, it all happens in one week. So yeah, it did. I mean, week. and also we were a couple days later this week, the holiday. So uh, I think we're gonna move on to the MLB because the All Star teams were announced. So. Uh, who are the starters for the – and some of these are going to be changed just because injuries have happened, which we'll get to. But who are the starters for the National League and the American League? So for the National League, we got uh, the Braves, Sean Murphy, the Dodgers, uh, Freddie Freeman, uh, Marlins, Luis Arias. Who's deserving, our deserving, guy. deserving. Uh, Cardinals, Nolan Arenado, the oh. Braves, Orlando Arcia. So that's his first appearance. That's Good for him. Bit. And he's a starter. Um, the Braves, Ronald Acuna, the Dodgers, Mookie Betts, seventh appearance. Pretty, pretty good for him. Uh, Corbin Carroll in his rookie year. Very good. Well deserving. And a come, probably the comeback player of the year, possibly. Um, and yeah, and that DH, JD Martinez, who's, uh, done, yeah, very well in that DH slot. He, he would, could he qualify for like comeback player of the year? Cause I feel like he didn't yeah, do I mean, very well. I don't know last, what his stats were, were last year. Um, and then reserves, we got, or do you want to do American League starters first? Let's do that. Let's do the American League starters. Yeah. Just like as we're there. So in the American League starters, we got, uh, Giona Heim with the Rangers first appearance. Yandy Diaz of uh, the Rays first appearance. Um, Marcus Semyon of the Rangers. Josh Jung of the Rangers. <laughs> Rangers. Court Seager of the Rangers. The Rangers are, it's all the Rangers. And, here. and it's deserving. They, they have a great offense. Yeah. Uh, lead the league and run scored, actually. Yeah. So um, good for them. Uh, Randy Rosarena for the Rays. Uh, one of the, the biggest superstars there was making first appearance. First appearance. Because remember that great year he had was, was in the playoffs. The short, shortened. Uh, 2020. Yeah. So and they lost uh, to the Dodgers. He's, he's finally put together in a regular season. Um, in the outfield, the other two outfielders, the, the stalwarts here, Aaron Judge and Mike Trout, both hurt. Both won't play. So uh, yeah. Judge is out. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to Trout, but also it's notable. Mike Trout's 11th appearance. Yeah. And the most of anybody that's in the All Star game this year. Yeah. Which is crazy because there's a guy who's got made his, is doing his 10th and uh, is a little bit older. Um, yeah, Shohei Itani, DH, voting as DH. That's good for him. Um, we'll see if he plays. Yeah, well, he was he was also noted as the starter, but that might change yeah. also, which we'll get into. Um, National League Reserves, uh, Elias Diaz with the Rockies, Will Smith with the Dodgers, a catcher. Pete Alonso and Matt Olson. Um, I think Pete Alonso did confirm he will be in the home run derby. So it's, yeah, he is. He's going against Julio Rodriguez in the so first round. Nice, nice to have him there. Um, Ozzie Albies and Austin Riley of the Braves. So the Braves have a bunch of... All stars also very much deserved. Uh, Dansby Swanson formerly. Oh, do, the Ra- the do the Braves have the best record in baseball now, or is it the Rays now? Oh man, I don't know. It's probably close. I saw the Rays. I think, or the, I mean, the Braves are the favorites. I think Braves are the best record. Now. Yeah, yeah, Braves are very good. Very good. Yeah. Um, your favorite Castellanos. I do Phillies. love that guy. I do love him. Uh, Lourdes Gurriel Jr. First appearance for the Diamondbacks. There, I think he's a new player on the team. He is. Uh, Juan Soto third appearance from the Padres, and uh, Jorge Soler, DH. Marlins, so uh, he's been around for a while. This is his first appearance. Okay, and then should we go about the uh, American League reserves before we get to the pitchers? Yeah, let's do that. Uh, Salvador Perez and Adley Rushman at catcher. Um, is Perez having a good season, or is this kind of like a veteran thing? It's his, it's his eighth appearance. Well, also, I know for a fact every team needs to have a representative. Yes. So I think that's just what that was. <laughs> and uh, you you have, got- Yeah, next up, Vlad Guerrero Jr. of the Blue Jays. Whit Merrifield, formerly of the Royals. They could have kept him, good. but... Um, he's with the Blue Jays. Jose Ramirez, the Guardians. Uh, Bo Bichette. Um, Wander Franco, who was not originally on the roster, um, named as a replacement. And he's having one of the best years of any American League player. Kind of crazy that he was. I also heard Wander Franco got benched a little bit ago because he threw a tantrum in the dugout. And the coach was basically like, we don't do that here. Yeah. And he benched him. Because they said, like, I think he basically destroyed the clubhouse or something because he got pissed off about something. So we like the passion, but you can't do that. And then this next guy is not even going to play here. Jordan Alvarez. Yeah, Jordan Alvarez. Um, he's hurt. Adelis Garcia, the Rangers. Austin Hayes, the Orioles. Orioles have been a great success. They were a decent team last year, and they're yeah. they're doing good again this year. So you got to give credit where credit to Luis Robert Jr., who's like up to like 25 home runs or something now. So. Uh, Julio Rodriguez. 
Kyle Tucker with the Astros and uh, D.H. Brent Rooker of the <laughs> Athletics. That's their uh, their reserve. <laughs> yeah, pick. that's disgusting. Yeah. Um, so starters, and we don't know who starts the game. That's up to the manager. Um, so everyone's equal at this point. I thought they named Otani the starter for the American League. Did they? I, mean, I they, thought they, they did. Have, they made it already. But I mean, he also had a you know we can briefly yeah. talk about it when the time comes. But he did get a little. He left the game and he had a little bit of an injury, but. Uh, but uh, the National League pitchers, we got uh, Alexis Diaz of the Reds, Camilo Duvall of the Giants. Those are uh, relief pitchers. David Bednar of the Pirates? David Bednar is the replacement for Kershaw. Oh, okay. He's having a, a great season as a closer. Uh, Bryce Elder, uh, rookie. He's having a really good season with the Braves. Yeah. Zach Gallon, the Dimebacks. I think he's Maybe the, the Cy Young favorite yeah. right now, yeah. Uh, Josiah Gray. Who, he's having um, a solid year. Yeah, I wish the Dodgers still had him. That That's the hard part about um, making those trades. They traded Josiah Gray for um, Scherzer and uh, Turner. Trey Turner all those years ago. And it's like, well, they didn't win a title. And now this guy is an all-star pitcher. But, you know, at the time, it made sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh Hader making his fifth appearance. He's having a good season, comeback season. Yeah. Very good. Uh, Mitch Keller Helen's, with the Pirates. Helen's son having a really good season. <laughs> um, yeah, good good starting pitcher for the Pirates. Seems like it's been a while. Mitch Keller is deaf and blind and is having an all-star season. Very impressive. <laughs> Uh, Kershaw with his tenth appearance, but he is that is actually him. impressive because I think a lot of people thought he'd like you know I think you feel like he took less money this year right or something like that or like he, he only was, got paid like eighteen million or something yeah but dude he's still dominant yeah so this is the big good. surprise right here this this next man leads I think the entire league in ERA yeah Justin Steele of the Cubs and he's not the only Cubs starting pitcher but um, after that we got Spencer Strider so another brave stud. Spencer Strider stud this he will be in the next in the as long as he's healthy. He'll be in the next yeah. fucking five All Star games. And uh, Marcus Stroman is the other Cub there, um, and then we got Devin Williams of the Brewers, the the relief pitcher that made it possible for the Brewers to trade Hater. Um, he's he's one of the best there. And then for the American League, Felix Bautista and Yadier Cano of the Orioles. That is one of the most lethal setup closer one two punches in the American League. It probably is the most lethal in my opinion. Both of them are. Dominant. Get to know those names. Felix Bautista and Yenier Cano. And Luis Castillo, the Mariners, a big trade last year for him. Uh, Emmanuel Kleiss from the Kleiss from the Guardians. I know he's uh, has up and downs, but he's been a, a clo- good closer for them for a while. Uh, Garrett Cole, the Yankees, making a sixth appearance. Ivaldi uh, with the Rangers. It's a big uh, big year for him. Been around for a while. Him, yeah. Uh, Sonny Gray, which is like, he seems so inconsistent. He's good, he's bad, he's good, he's bad. Been on six teams or something. Um, he's making his third All-Star appearance. Kevin Gaussman of the Blue Jays. Kenley Jansen, fourth appearance with the Red Sox first year with them. Um, he got his 3 home save this year. Pretty nice. Uh, George Kirby, first appearance for the Mariners. Uh, Michael Lorenzen, the Tigers representative there. Uh, Shane McClanahan, not going to play. He's, he's injured, but... Um, also one of the Cy Young favorites, possibly. Yeah. Uh, then you got Otani, also as a pitcher, which is much deserved, and uh, Framber Valdez of the Astros. So um, there will be more guys, I'm sure, that'll drop out. That's just how it goes with this stuff. Um, we said Kershaw's hurt. Kershaw's actually scheduled to pitch the day after the All Star game. Um, so hmm. he, he missed a couple starts here, but wasn't serious. <clears throat> but so he might not have even pitched anyways, even if he had no injury. Yeah, that's the All Star. Yeah, All-Star that'll games. be fun. And the All Star Game is a is it a, a two Tuesdays from now? July eleventh. So oh, so next yeah. Tuesday. Oh shit! So that's the day we record too. Usually is. Yeah. yeah so we'll be recording during the All Star Game. So we might give you some live updates while uh, while we're doing that. So very good. All right. What do we have uh, next on tap here? Oh yeah, we got some uh, some injury news. Mike Trout yesterday. He said he swung the bat and felt something pop, felt something weird. He broke his hand on the swing, and uh, it was—it's a rare bone to break. It's the—I um, just saw it here. The it was—it's the Hamate bone or something like that. Like it's—it's a—you know—you don't hear it too often, but he broke it and he uh, had surgery today, and he's out four to eight weeks, probably closer to the eight-week mark than the four-week mark. And this just seems like it always happens. And then on top of that, Otani left the game yesterday with a blister, but he is. You know, hitting today, it was just a little blister, but maybe he misses a start, though, which is, you know, he's their best pitcher. And uh, I've seen this story too many times. We live in Southern California. We live in Orange County. 
Uh, so the Angels are our closest team, and it, it just seems like they do this. They like, they do decent, and then Trout the last couple of years seems to get hurt at some point. Team just falls apart. Next thing you know, you're like game 110, and you got a lineup that you've never even fucking heard of. Yeah, I've, surrounded by Otani. It's been really bad this year, up and down the. Um, and they're lineup. they're they're predicted to get 83 yeah. wins, which would actually be good enough to make the playoffs compared to last year. So I mean, they're they're not doing awful. They're in second place. Oh no, are they in second or third place? They're really close to the Astros. Yeah, we can uh, we can take a look here. They are in third place, yeah. four games behind the Astros, seven games behind the Rangers, but only one game they were ahead closer. of the Mariners. Um, the Angels lost two in a row. The Astros won. and they're three of their last seven. I mean, that's not going to be good enough to do it. Yeah. Uh, they probably I don't know. It'll be tough for them to be a playoff team. I think, especially if they are hurt. But uh, we'll see. Uh, and uh, what other news we have? We got some Dodger players hurt as well. Yeah, both teams here in, in this area have had their injury problems. Uh, Dustin May, who left the rotation a couple months ago, uh, it looks like he needs another surgery, which is pretty devastating. Um, it'll be his second one after, and, it, and these these injuries take these surgeries takes forever to recover. That would put him out pretty much all of next year as well. Yeah, pitcher surgeries it. are always. Um, and Pain, he, he's yes. young. Will he ever get it back? The Dodgers are trying to get um, Walker Buehler back from his second big surgery. Um, and then Julio Rios just came back from a long injured list um, stay and was pretty bad in his first start. And uh, he's a free agent this year. And it, it's looking pretty bad for all the Dodgers young starters. I don't know if they're going to offer a contract to any of them, which is kind of crazy if you thought back like two years from now be like look at these guys that they have and like oh they'll all have career threatening injuries or problems uh it sucks and the dodgers rookies that they've called up some of them had some good starts for the most part they've been pretty bad um this is the worst dodgers pitching in in my lifetime i think um even when they had bad lineups the dodgers had good pitching it's just been tough to watch because this is also one of the best uh, offenses they've ever had yeah this is, it's, a, it's a really talented team still the um, two great veterans at the top of the lineup, but uh, just too too many problems. Just guys, just keep especially on the the pitching side. Just they can't keep healthy. Um, but yeah, that that sucks for him. It, it sucks for any pitcher that um, had success as a young player and then gets hurt because the way baseball works is you don't really get paid until like your fourth or fifth year. You're getting like minimum salaries, unlike say like in the NBA, you're Victor Wembanyama, you're going to make ten million dollars next year. You could you yeah. Could, you know, break every bone in your body and you got that guaranteed contract. It doesn't work that way in baseball. Although top, top draftees usually get, will get bonuses, but um, yeah, you don't, to be a top prospect, you don't need to be a top drafted player. So I don't know what his past was. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a bummer. Yeah. I know. I remember that with baseball. I remember with uh, when Freddie Freeman, cause I went to high school with him when he would, uh, had his rookie contract. It was nothing crazy, but he was doing good. And then all of a sudden it was like, Oh shit, six years. Like, $180 million or whatever it was. And now it's like, he's worth so much more than that. Now he just gets better and better. But, uh, is that a, Oh, the one little last little baseball thing we wanted to talk about. This is more of like a personal thing with Andy and I, that we've been talking about updating you guys about Alex Manoa of the Toronto blue Jays, uh, who gave up 11 runs in like an a ball game is set to start in the major leagues again, this Saturday. I don't know who the blue Jays play this Saturday. I'm sure we can actually uh, find that out somewhat quickly here. But I think uh, if we can just go to a few days down the road here, the Blue Jays uh, will be facing the Detroit Tigers. So that's probably why they're bringing him back. Oh, no, it's Friday he's pitching. Yeah. Okay, Friday he's pitching. I'm sorry. But uh, regardless, against it's against Detroit. I was told Saturday from my sources. So it looks like Friday is what the internet says. And he will... Um, He's not doing good. And he, uh, it's funny because I feel like that's one of those spot starts where it's like he's going to go against Detroit, who's probably one of the worst offenses in the American League. And it's, that's going to be a confidence game. Like, you know what? Hey, come out here, pitch well against them. We'll give you some confidence. I mean, right now, the Oakland A's are beating the Detroit Tigers 12 to 2. And the uh, Detroit Tigers, I heard, were minus 240 favorites today or minus 220. Which, if you were a gambling person and you ever thought you could take the Detroit Tigers at minus 200, you should stop gambling because the Detroit Tigers are never worth, haven't been worth minus 200 since Cabrera and Maglio or Ordonez were betting back to back. So 
Let's keep that in mind. But uh, yeah, so Alex Manoa can be coming back on uh, Friday. So next Tuesday, we'll we'll update you guys on how that start went because he's going against the Detroit Tigers, who are not a good team. So uh, we will see. But uh, shall we move on to what do we got next to talk about? Uh, I think maybe the gambling yeah. uh, reports. I don't know. What do you so the it? NFL, the Colts, uh, the cornerback, what was his name again? I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember either, but uh, we'll get it to you he right here. He was not a star player. He was not a star player. That's why we don't remember him. That's honestly probably why he was betting on sports. Isaiah Rogers. Isaiah Rogers, the cornerback for the Indianapolis Colts. He was like a third stringer. He got suspended, and a lot of the games he was betting were, you know, $50 a game, $100 a game, probably little fun parlays. But his biggest bet was a $1,000 straight bet, and it was on his own team. And not only was it on his own team, it was a prop player bet that one of the running backs would go under their rushing total, and it did hit. And that, my friends, is insider trading. I don't. There's no other way to look at it. The guy was teammates with this guy. He knew inside information. He knew if this guy was going to play or how serious an injury was and whatnot. It's probably a buddy of his. He he knew. And that is a first off, betting on sports while you're a player is a big no-no. Betting on sports in the league you play in is an even bigger no-no. Betting on sports on your own team is Honestly, it's close to jail time. And then especially if you're on your own teammate, like that is borderline jail time. So I don't know how like deep they're going to look into it. They say he's got a one-year suspension, but him being a third stringer, like this this is a big deal. He's, I think he's going to be out. I don't know if he'll ever be on another team. And if he is, it won't be anytime soon. And uh, it's kind of crazy because it's like he probably, if he bet $1,000 on it, he probably made $1,000 at most, like $1,100, $1,200. I don't know what the odds were. And uh, I got something to say to you that's, even if he was a third stringer, that's a lot less than what he was making this year. And now he's making nothing. So he's a fool. And it's, you know, you can talk about it. It's the fact that gambling's legal everywhere now, pretty much for the most part. It's, it's a lot easier to bet on games. It's easier now to bet on games than it ever has been before. Legally also, it's not like just like, you know, you got to find websites or find buddies or people that you know. It's, it's legal. You can download apps if you're in certain states and just bet on sports and then, you know, get it fucking deposited right into your bank account if you win and stuff. And it's uh, here in California, we don't have that luxury yet, maybe one day, but a lot of states do have that luxury. And uh, you're starting to see, you know, there's a lot of baseball, college baseball controversies this year. And the thing that it's hurting the most is it's the the guys that don't play enough, you know, like guys that are making 20 million a year, 50 million a year. They're not going to give a shit. They don't give a fuck about that. And they're not going to do it. But the guys that are only making like a million a year, you know, a few hundred thousand a year, they're going to take it. They're going to try to like win some extra money on some inside stuff. But uh, you will always be caught because word of mouth goes around. People find out. And uh, this guy probably ruined his NFL career, whatever NFL career he possibly had. It's definitely done because you will not recover from betting on your own team, let alone your own player and winning that bet, because it just showed that you did know something that uh, other people did not know. And uh, there's no toleration for that. The sports books have no toleration for that. And uh, yeah, it's kind of stuff that actually gets you in trouble if you're messing around with the wrong people. I wonder if, yeah, you said the sports books. I wonder if they're going to do anything different in regards to player props and people on the injured list. One thing I do know is that you can't, if like college wise, like if a sports betting is legal in New Jersey, you're not allowed to bet on like New Jersey college teams because it's the college players they're worried about because they're not worried. Things, they're yeah. not worried about the guys that are making 20 million a year. They're worried about the guys that are like, like if, 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 if sports betting was legal here and let's say my cousin was the shooting guard for UC Riverside and UC Riverside's minus 12 against, you know, UC San Diego. And I tell my cousin, Hey, I got UC San Diego plus 12. You guys can win. Hey, just do your best to not win by, you know, more than 12. And they go out and they win by nine. That's yeah. still a good victory for them. That's still one up in the standings. And he wins me money. And it's like, and I know he's solid because he's playing college basketball, but he's not good enough to go to the pros, not even close. And that's the shit that happens. You know what I mean? Like those are who they're afraid of. So on this one, um, I don't have the details, but my my guess is it had something to do with, it was a backup running back on the Colts that Jonathan Taylor had a up and down injury filled season. Yeah. If Jonathan Taylor was So who are their backups been? Hines and... Who else? They had was, another guy that was like think, big last year that played a lot. I think, 
It wasn't one of those. It was someone, someone else. Yeah. Lower. No, even, I know I they had, they had like, I, yeah. yeah, they had like third, fourth string guys that were, yeah, they had a lot of guys. Cause I had a few of them last year on my fantasy team because I had Jonathan Taylor on one of my teams. I don't, could have been any of these yeah, running backs. Deion Jackson, Zach Moss. <laughs> they had a lot Hines, of Hines. Yeah. Going. Um, Jordan Wilkins, I know was a good one. But if you knew Jonathan Taylor is listed as questionable on the injury report, and so the, the sports it book, probably, it was probably Deion Jackson. Yeah, the sports book then has to then raise up the backup running backs. Yeah, prop bets because there's a fifty fifty chance that that yeah, guy's going to. You can't have his total back. yards at twenty and a half, and all of a yeah. sudden he's starting. But then if you're practicing and you see, oh, Taylor's going to play, the backup is not going to get the carries to hit this. Um, that that's how you can easily trade on inside information. Whereas you're talking about the thing of fixing is a lot harder to pull off and way way like worse. Oh, I know fixing's difficult um, to do. Even though even when Dunahee was fixing games, he only was winning sixty some percent of his games. I mean, they even say that when you're fixing games, it's tough. But it's like if you have knowledge, like oh hey, his total for over under is twenty eight and a half rushing yards. But you know what? We know I know Taylor's going to play because I'm seeing it in practice. I'm going to get it on Wednesday before the injury report comes out on Thursday because. Do you know why the injury report exists? Why? Gambling. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> That's why it exists. Um, so I wonder if sportsbooks will be like, well, actually, this isn't working because it's actually providing an opportunity for people to, to cheat the system. Um, I know that's, that's always been a thing in like daily fantasy is like taking risks on guys on the injury report. Um, you'd be like, well, this guy's not expected to play, but if I lock him in today and he does play and I'm paying like $0 for him, so that's it's always a thing, but then yeah, that's a big opportunity for people to be trading on the inside information. But um, I know like stuff like prop bets, they they'll limit just the dollar amount. That's the easiest way to. Oh yeah, I know for sure. So yeah, I wonder. It's like it would be pretty alarming if someone's like, I'm putting five hundred thousand dollars on under on the third string running back. Be like, no, that's not. You can't do that. But yeah, I think I think the solution is don't. Sports bet. If you're an, if you're an athlete in any sport, no, oh, no, you shouldn't don't even do consider any betting it, on yeah. any other sport because just just do your do your job. I don't know. Like, yeah, no, it's it's stupid. stupid. It's dumb. It's it's greediness. And when you retire, it's, when you retire, that's fine. Oh yeah, no, there's I'm a lot of guys that retire and do. It. Charles Barkley's been big on it. Pat McAfee. There's a lot of Michael Jordan. There's a lot of guys. It's like just just wait till then. But uh, anyway, moving on. I think uh, I just wanted to briefly talk about some golf. Uh, Ricky Fowler won the tournament this last weekend. His first win since 2019, and he also had a really good uh, major that he almost won a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago. But uh, good for Ricky Fowler. It was good to see him. I mean, he's a fan favorite, and it was really cool because if, if you know if you're listening to this and you haven't seen the clip, or if you're listening to this and you have seen the clip, it's awesome because when he makes that final putt, which wasn't a playoff hole, you can just tell he's got this relief that just goes from him. He just has the club on the ground. He just kind of looks up in the sky and it's just like, you. he takes this big deep breath and it's like, you could tell it was like, that was years, four years of pressure that is finally gone. So uh, really happy to see that Ricky Fowler finally won. He's a likable guy. One of my favorite golfers that I've gotten to see play. So uh, super stoked for him. It's really awesome that uh, he finally uh, won himself a, a golf tournament. Yeah, I was just checking when the next major is. A couple weeks from now. Okay. Uh, the Open, or the British Open. Because, the British you know, Open. We're in America. And uh, speaking of America, 4th of July was yesterday. And you know what that means, right, Andy? The hot dog uh, eating contest. Uh, so the hot dog eating contest for the men was... It's kind of funny because <laughs> it was about to be postponed due to inclement weather. And they did postpone it. And then they brought it back because there was no way. And I heard that Nathan's had a cook a thousand extra hot dogs because I didn't think about this. If the hot dogs are staying out there, that's not safe. So they had, that was their biggest thing, but Nathan's came through. They cooked a thousand extra hot dogs and Joey chestnut minus 4,000 favorite dominated one, like 62 to like 48 or something like that. Somewhere in that neighborhood, uh, winning his, you know, eighth or whatever consecutive hot dog contest. And, uh, he wins, and there's nothing. It's so funny that here in America, that's what we think about when we think Fourth of July. It's like hot dog eating contest, and uh, it was great to see. I'm glad it happened. Yeah, I mean, what's crazy? It's become like not even what it was ever supposed to be. Like it was like, oh, it's fun, and you get some fat guys. It's now become a real sport. <laughs> oh yeah, no, training. people love it because um, they, they it's not just hot dogs. They do this stuff 
with all kinds of other weird things and it's not even that i know that's yeah, what people don't realize like there was one of the guys that was in it is like has the record for like like certain amount of peanuts or cashews eaten in like fucking like four minutes or something like it's it is crazy what these guys do like they do hot wing contests too they do you know they do everything i mean it's crazy i would like to see these guys do like some uh, cheesy gordita crunches <laughs> because my record is three in about like 25 yeah. minutes so I'd like to see what these guys can do. Yeah, I don't think I compete in in this sport. <laughs> I mean, there was a time I thought, oh, yeah, well, it's I crazy too because they got the, the water and everything. Yeah. It's like, like how many hot dogs do you think you could consume in ten minutes? Because that's what they do it in. I think. I've never tried. But hot dogs are small, but it's like it's if, the bun though. Also, yeah, if I was trying to get a record versus like just eating them, I want. I wonder if I do. If I could eat five in a normal sitting, probably. But if I was trying, I could probably exceed a five. But again, that's five compared to 40, 60. No, well, the record's 76, which he did. But uh, anyway, do we have anything else to talk about? Or? Uh, I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. So this was... Uh, yeah, we got training camp soon. <clears throat> yeah, the summer league's going on for the NBA, which is fun to watch. I was actually uh, watching some the other day. Uh, you know, it's, it's fun. It's a little like NBA college all-star games but it, it's literally like you're watching college basketball but they're in nba uniforms and they're only 10 minute quarters but uh yeah we got some good stuff here we had a good podcast here we got some good we'll have some good stuff to talk about next week maybe there'll be other trades chris paul is still on this on the warriors he didn't get traded for a third week in a row so that's good news for him and uh yeah we got a uh, next week we'll be recording during the all-star game so uh we'll definitely have some updates during that because i think by the time we start next week we'll probably be roughly around the time the game does start and well, you know, that'll be that'll be good. But uh, this was uh, episode 331 of sports. I'm Tony. And with me, we had off road Andy because we did not have our uh, good buddy Dobby here with us tonight. Yeah, we expect him back. So don't, don't oh, yeah. No, he'll, he's not on the injured list. He will not be out yeah. four to eight weeks. It's the Clayton Kershaw situation. He'll make yeah. the next start. Yeah, he'll be he'll be just in time for the all star game next for next Tuesday's all star podcast. But uh, as always, thank you for listening. Please subscribe. Tell a friend and uh, just spread the good word. Uh, and, uh, we always, you know, we appreciate all you guys listening. So, uh, just thank you very much and, uh, goodbye.